Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. You're listening to a Minnesota Morning. As a part of Earth Week, we're doing a number of interviews throughout the week. The theme for this year's Earth Week is Restore Our Earth. It's all about reducing our environmental footprint and fixing the damage we've already done. And I've got special programming throughout the week. And this morning, I'm delighted to have in studio three individuals who are doing their part. Molly Yunkers, Betty Winkworth, and Jane Dow. Uh, They've all been involved some way or another with the Mankato Zero Waste Program, the Plastics Recycling Uh, The Mankato Zero Waste is a grassroots organization focused on reducing waste in all forms. So I want to welcome you all this morning. Um, Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good to have you all on. And I don't know who wants to start. I've got Jane and and Betty and Molly. They point point to Molly. (laughs) I guess I mean, what is the Mankato Zero Waste? I mean, I've heard of it, but now they're pointing to Betty. Uh, (laughs) What exactly is Mankato Zero Waste? What is it? How did it form? When did it form? Just a little little history for us. Okay, we started six years ago with a pilot program at um, uh, where people paid 25 bucks and could come and on Saturday mornings bring their organics. And we publicized it and we got, then it was Full Circle Organics that came to pick it up. From Good Thunder, which is no from longer in business. And I'm sad because I've got some great um, compost from them. But anyway. Yeah, me and thee. So. Yeah. Uh, so we were able to answer all kinds of questions. It was a wonderful opportunity for us to learn uh, the education part of reducing this food waste. And uh, at the end of a year, we had grown uh, well enough in numbers and in how much we were collecting that the city was willing to continue it as a city service. So it is a city service, and um, we continue to this day. In fact, we were talking about it beforehand. We actually now are collecting more our dumpsters are fuller than they were before the pandemic. Wow. The school district keeps uh, really doing a wonderful job in composting, using compostable containers when they feed the kids lunches in the schools. Even in, with this, you know, distance learning and hybrids and all this, they are doing a great job. Well, I know one of the reasons are, uh, the fuller, is it, or what was it called again? The full, full circle. Full circle organics had problems because they had plastics in their organics. Um, nah. Material. That's yep. that's at least that's what I heard was why they they yeah. had problems. So is that not true or no? That was a misconception. Oh. Uh, they did not have a problem with microplastics, and they did not have a. Uh, that wasn't the difficulty that eventually made the owner decide to shut down, and he had made a mistake and uh, allowed. He received a syrupy kind of byproduct from a biofuel plant. Oh, from uh, ethanol. Yeah, from an ethanol plant. And um, in the process, it really messed up the decomposing, and it created an odor that was really and bad. people didn't like it. And then they kept testing, because MPCA stays on top of all these composting facilities, and they they tested uh, also the pond water around there and found that they w- it in- impaired the oxygen uh, capabilities, oxygenation in the water, and that's a concern. Uh, so the it was just kind of like a final straw for the businessman who had bought this and just says, I, c- I can't put any more money into this. And so he just stopped. 
I'm sad to hear that because that was such a great resource. And I mean, there really mm. is not a good place, at least I found as a gardener, to get really great organic materials. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. have a source that you could share with us. Well, we, we're getting ours from Rosemont, which is kind of far away. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, that's the only place, or Shakopee. Well, um, they do sell a bagged compost in town. Um, drummers. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember is that the, the name. Is the Creekside? Yes, it is. Because I get that kind, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that is certified and tested and good for lawns and gardens. So we're familiar with that one. But you're right. We need need a new composting facility or uh, be able to bring this one back in good thunder. Yeah, hopefully once all that uh, oil that wasn't decomposing properly, once it has finished decomposing, Maybe they can get their compost back to good quality again. They were very nice people. I was well, like, they yeah, they're really. Because yeah, I ordered compost from them by the the I mean by the cubic yard. I had a mm-hmm. whole bunch brought in. It was just awesome. Anyway, yeah, that's that's. I I'd, hope to hear that that getting back up. So, what is your part then with the Mankato Zero Waste? Where does all that food compost that you use or get go? What is it used for? It's used to make wonderful compost, <laughs> which in turn allows your vegetables and all of your plants to grow really really big and full and strong and it's really good for the environment because the properties of compost are such that it's able to absorb and retain a huge amount of water so that the plants always have water coming and it also helps the micro um, organisms to be able to grow because they are able to eat the, the correct nutrition in the compost and when they grow and multiply, then they're able to provide the nutrition that the plants use. So it's a circular feed system where they feed the plants, the plants feed the microbes, and the microbes get the, the feed from the compost. So it's um, it's really, really good for the environment because people don't have to use the chemicals that they were using. The microbes do the work. They produce the nitrogen and the phosphorus and the um, and the other things, potassium, that, potassium mm-hmm. that they need, mm-hmm. and um, and it also is good for the environment because you don't have all the the pollution going into the water. So right now you gather food from different sources, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it goes to what a central place, or how, tell me the process or how that works. Okay, um, we're asking people to bring their uh, organics and anything else that can be broken down, like you know. Dirty Kleenex, there are all sorts of things. We have a list of all the options on our MankatoZeroWaste.com. I got it in, okay? Okay, very good. <laughs> our website. Nice. There are all sorts of lists of what can be accepted. And um, and um, we ask them to bring it there in bags, uh, and they have to be compostable bags. bags. No plastic is allowed in the dumpsters. So does that then, include any kind of paper bags, for example? Is yeah, a, paper okay. sacks are perfect. Okay. Okay, uh, if, as long as they're not lined with anything plasticky, okay? But that gets picked up once a week by West Central Sanitation. It gets uh, trucked, and then the sanitation or the West Central goes from all to also the businesses in town that are composting. And we do have a number, like restaurants or, yeah. uh, or yeah. F- even grocery stores. Do they? Oh yeah, um, we have uh, pickups. Um, let me see. I know that yeah, Hy-Vee has pickups. Now that's by a different hauler. Um, we know that Walmart does also by a different hauler. We have, you know, all across the town, we we're, we we're want to see that area really get built because we're ju- we just have a residential program for these our little our two dumpsters at one at PWC Public Works and one at Sibley Park. 
and that's in Mankato. Then there's another one in North Mankato and another one in Lake Crystal. And the nice thing is, Karen, that people, no matter where they live, can call in, sign up for where you want to use the dumpster. If it's a, a Mankato dumpster, you can call 311. So you have to sign up to use the dumpster. Yeah. So you can't just go to the park and go, hey, I'm going to dump my waste here. No, we want to keep track of how many people are using it, but also we can let them know if there are any changes in service. Or um, we do want to be able to get information to them. So uh, what Jane will do is we get a new sign-up, and she'll send them a welcome letter, as well as the brochure electronically. So they get the information. That's the key. Is it a subscription-type program, so you subscribe, pay so much? or how, No, how it's, it's, it's free. free. Oh, We just want to keep track of the number of people yeah. using it. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, so you could theoretically go and dump your stuff and nobody's going to grab you and arrest you, but... <laughs> but you didn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> to, help us, to help us out, we want to. We, we need to know how many people are using it so that we can mm -hmm. at some point say, look it, we have a huge number of people who are interested in composting. How many people what are using your program now? Interesting you should ask. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Counted last night. Uh, we have right now close to 900 in Mankato. That's great. And in the three cities, it's 1,220 households. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's great. And then you were asking what happens to it next. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's in here, this dumpster, to somebody yeah. that comes and picks it up and puts it. They take it to Rosemont, which is SET uh, composting facility that we uh, West Central contracts with. And they uh, do the windrows, and they do the breakdown, uh, seeing that it gets aerated and turned and tested, and then they sell the compost. So if you wanted to go up there with a big a pickup, you could probably do that. But do yeah. they sell it, bag it too, and sell it, or is it mainly yes, just go at the mulch store? They sh they have their own bagged. Uh, stuff which is adjacent to SET. So is it a brand like we could find it somewhere uh, or anything? I would go on and just Google uh, Mulch Store Rosemont. Okay, good okay. to know because I'm <laughs> always looking yeah. for one thing. Yeah. So so it's people's food. You did, I, I, I don't know if you guys do this, but what I do when I've got my own waste, I go out in my yard, dig a hole, and I bury it. Sure. Because it's going to break down and I have so many plants and so many gardens that it's going to add to the soil. So that's just my simple way. But not everybody is able to do that because they don't have plants and gardens everywhere that they can just dig a hole every now and then. And I've got compost pile as well. So I'm Maybe able to do my you. own, but not everybody. Yes. So so do you ever use any locally? Do you ever make it or is it all sent off? Right now it's all sent okay. off. Yeah. But okay. we do have a fundraiser coming up. Yes. I wanted We're to ask Jane about that. She <laughs> sent me information about a fundraiser to sell compost, which I put on my calendar. I told my husband, don't <laughs> let me forget about this. <laughs> so let's, yeah, let's go so, get into that. So uh, SET is, is bringing down um, a bunch of compost and dumping it at Grace Lutheran Church. Thank you, Grace Lutheran. May 1st. <laughs> uh, you can come and get it from 9 to noon. May 1st. Okay, 9 and, to noon. Uh, give a, it's a free will donation. So bring a couple of buckets. You can fill up two buckets. Or two how containers. Big can, two how containers. big can the containers be? Because my husband said, he goes, oh boy, Karen, I can picture you. How big is your container? <laughs> <laughs> well, my thought was the container can be bigger than a bucket if you can get it to your car. There. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Very it's transportable. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I think that's great because I think the compost is such a valuable resource and the fact that you're doing a fundraiser. What does that money go for? What is it raising funds for? That's going to be going to it's our new plastic campaign which Molly will talk about, mm -hmm. recycling plastic. Um, and uh, we need to buy supplies for that because that's a mm -hmm. program okay. that calls for certain materials. But can I just add one more thing before we oh, move Oh, absolutely. On to the yeah, I was going to say before we move on, yes. Uh, something that's really important that people should remember about composting is that it really helps to combat climate change. 
And mm -hmm. when you use compost, you're able to uh, help plants absorb so much more carbon and store it in the soil. And right now, there's a big push in the state to get soil healthy, 100% um, soil healthy bill passed. Mm -hmm. That would give funding to farmers to be able to transition to organic and regenerative farming so that they can do that really important role of, of uh, sequestering carbon. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because we chatted with Lou and uh, Lee yesterday about that. What can people do? And maybe you can't do something in your own yard necessarily or just do, do your little part, but it's going to be some legislation that's going to be need to be passed to make a big, like they said, a systemic impact. So I'm glad you brought that up because that is something. Maybe you do contact your legislature to say, hey, this is going on. Let's get this going. Let's make sure this happens. And yes. so mm -hmm. thank you for bringing that up. Yes. Todd Lippert is the um, creator of that bill. He's from Northfield. And if you just put in a 100% healthy bill, you'll, it'll pop up. But it's through, you can go to an, a petition on um, landstewardshipproject.org. Landstewardshipproject.org. Thank and you. Sign, and uh, sign a letter to support it. Because mm -hmm. uh, that's a really important bill. It, it'll help farmers make the transition economically because it's really hard to start out. You need counseling and you need to be able mm -hmm. to learn how what grows with what properly. And But once you get it down, they, they find out that they make more money. They have more profit and higher yield. So... It's worth it. And, and that's what they were talking about yesterday, even with some of the renewable energies, is signing up for some of these programs as you actually you actually make money in the end. For example, uh, uh, Lee Pomeroy is saying with the solar energy he subscribes to, he's getting checks back now. Mm -hmm. and so, yeah, I am too. We oh, are too. oh, you do? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, awesome to hear. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, Gene, I know you've been involved with the environmental climate change, all that for a long time. Can you tell us how and why you got involved? I'm going to ask each of you that before we get to our plastics recycling. Molly, I haven't forgot you, so you know. <laughs> so first of all, let's start with Jane. How did you get involved? Because I know your name comes up a lot with these different projects and things. In the, um, I, I just felt inspired. I, when I go out in nature and I so much energy and creative um, uh, spurts from going out and being in, 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 na in nature, and I think everybody does, if you, f you go out and you walk in some beautiful, inspiring place, you feel calm and and you just get a clear sense of what you need to do. And I thought this environment is so important to us that we need to pr protect it. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you go out and you see people throwing trash and mm -hmm. you know not doing the taking care of properly of the soil and animals dying from pollution and contamination. And it's like. I have to do something. It breaks your heart, really. Yeah. It really mm -hmm. does. Because mm -hmm. we're so important. We're so tied to the to nature and the things. A lot of our creative um, energy comes from nature, and a lot of our guidance comes from uh, the peace that you find in nature. It's just very important to preserve. How about you, Betty? Betty Wingworth, what what has in, in uh, inspired you? Well, I've been kind of uh, in the environmental uh, mode for my adult life, but it really got me going when uh, having kids and say, seeing we were passing on something that's going to be in worse shape than we were given as young adults really makes me crazy. So um, I started looking around with Jane and, and Katie Wartell, just trying to find out how we could reduce waste. And the real clincher for me when you talk about making a difference is when I heard that in a landfill, food because it's, it's uh, breaking down without air, actually will produce methane, which is 72 times more harmful, more global warming than carbon. And you just go, what? 
yeah. And so you see, food is a big way to control it. So that's how I really got involved in this movement. But now we are seeing where plastic is our next big uh, uh, terrible problem. Yes. And, uh, and the plastics industry only wants to quadruple it, quadruple it in the next 30 years. So we are really trying to get at places where plastic is truly being used, truly being recycled, not just, you know, sitting somewhere to be landfilled because, oh, dear, we can't find a resource. Well, you wonder, I do wonder that sometimes when, when they say you're, you're recycling this plastic or the plastic bags, I always think, is it really being recycled or is it just sitting there in this container go, uh, to go to a landfill and making you feel good because yeah. you put it in the container? We hear it all the time. But I will tell you, if there is a bin at your, at your grocery store, that is getting recycled oh, because good. they actually sell it to a place called Trex, which Molly's going to talk about. And, and Trex makes it into benches and all sorts of other things. They really do. But you're right. The otherwise, 10% of what has been produced in plastics over the last, you know, ever since the 50s, only about 10% of it truly has been recycled. It, recycling is often something the industry puts on us rather than cutting back what they make. And with that, let's, Molly Yunkers, uh, you're one of the younger folks in the room here. And so you're be becoming involved, and I don't know how long you've been involved with it. I know you have been at MSU at the bookstore. That's how we first met, and now we're at the bookstore at Gustavus. What is your involvement with all this uh, work with the, the other ladies that have been working with the environment and making things better for the earth? Sure. I am so glad that we have the opportunity to talk about this today and let everyone know Mankato Zero Waste has uh, really made a positive impact in our community through efforts in composting and awareness around recycling. And uh, we really have a great community to bring this program mm -hmm. to. In my role at Gustavus, I had the opportunity to November of 2019 to bring this plastic recycling program to campus. Uh, and we, on average, recycle about 1,200 pounds a year of plastic that prior had uh, to that had been going into the dumpster. So I'm a pretty practical person. I'm a doer, and I uh, there's simple things that I see that can be done. And it was really frustrating to see the amount of waste we were generating and to see the amount of waste that was just collecting on campus when I saw a recycling logo on an Amazon package. And I thought, wait a second, how can that be recycled? And why am I seeing, it's got a label on there. It said, how to recycle.info. And I immediately looked it up. I thought, huh, there's a series of businesses large employers that have come together to create a more unified, uh, streamlined way to identify what can be recycled, how to recycle it, and what you need to do to it. That, well, this is obvious. If we could just change the habits of our students and our campus to start recycling Amazon packages and pillow packs and easy things like that, we can get that out of the waste stream. Sustainability is an initiative on campus, uh, and we all play a part in that, um, and that's carried over into my community. Luckily, I have a boss that when I said I wanted to do this, he said, go for it. So thank you, Steve. <laughs> um, but for the last, uh, every six months, we start a new program, and we successfully have collected more than uh, 1,200 pounds a year that we're diverting. And so once uh, Mankato Zero Waste was looking for um other ways that we could have a positive impact on our community, this opportunity seemed to be the right time to bring it forward. So 
Next Trex is the name of the program. Next um, Trex. Yep. So mm-hmm. anyone wanting information about it, recycle.trex.com is the best place to go. So it's T-R-E-X. T-R-E-X. Okay. Dot com. They have three different levels of community uh, of challenges. There's a K-12 challenge. There's a university and community challenge. And then there's information for commercial recycling. All different levels. Um, as Betty said, uh, we, uh, if you've seen the recycling collection bins outside of Cub Foods or Hy-Vee or inside Kohl's, those are all plastics that are being collected and sent to tracks to be made into composite decking. So, Now, when you mentioned plastics, a lot of, I think there's been in the past a lot of confusion about which plastic's okay. So a lot of people are just like, I don't know, I'm, and just don't want to deal with it because you have to look for this symbol or that symbol. Are pretty much most plastics recyclable nowadays? There's a lot of plastic that is, but it gets down oh. to the nitty gritty of knowing. Okay. So, um, The way I keep it straight is clean, dry, and stretchy is the best overarching way to think. Clean, dry, and stretchy. Right. So if you think of plastics that are clean, dry, and stretchy, right? So if you got an Amazon package or something mailed to you in one of the, just a plastic mailer, Mm -hmm. it stretches when you try to pull it. It doesn't just rip like like paper, right? It stretches, Okay. okay? So as long as it's clean, it doesn't have food residue in it. It's not wet because obviously anything that's wet and compacts down can get moldy and gross, right? That doesn't work. Um, so some things you can recycle. Pallet wrap. So for businesses and schools, receiving areas. Is that like Saran Wrap, basically like the brand Saran Wrap, except not necessarily a brand name, but it's kind of like that? It's a wonderful question because pallet wrap, when you get uh, at a back receiving room, right, a pallet that's got 20 boxes on it all yeah. wrapped in that plastic, that's okay to recycle. Right. Saran Wrap that you put on your leftovers is not okay to that's recycle. That's different. Oh, well, I'm glad you said yep. that because I was thinking it was just like mm. a saran wrap type thing. Yes. So I'm going to rattle off a couple of things really fast, and you don't have to write them down if you're listening. You can always go to recycle.trex.com. They have a lot of great resources, quick videos you can watch, easy lists, FAQs that are easy to follow up on and see, questions that a lot of people have asked. So the things you can recycle easily, if they're clean, dry, and stretchy, Pallet wrap, grocery bags, bread bags, case over wrap. If you buy bottled water or you buy packages of paper towels and toilet paper, that's all that kind of over wrap is great to recycle. Dry cleaning, if there's anyone listening who still does dry cleaning, (laughs) you can recycle that. (laughs) Newspaper sleeves, you can recycle Ziploc bags. You just have to rinse them out, make sure they're dry and clean. If you're not reusing them or they're past their life, you can recycle those. Uh, produce bags, uh, retail bags. When you go to a store, uh, Home Depot or Menards, wherever, those bags can be recycled just like grocery bags. Because there's so many of those that you see. Mm -hmm. Yes. But not into our single stream recycling. You can only put that kind of plastic into our bins. So this is a great... That's a distinction. And that's why it can be confusing for people, I think. I hear you. Yeah. So there are a few other things. Plastic bags, if they have a number two or four on them, that's a good easy one to remember. Those can be. If you buy ice by the large bags, you can. Salt <laughs> bags, wood pellet bags, and cereal box liners. Oh, you can do stretchy, that? yep. Oh, okay. We are a big uh, cereal consumption uh, at our house, and so those are an easy thing to recycle. But you can't put them in with your 
recycling that goes Correct. out on the curb because no. see that's I mean we get a lot of, we're like you a lot of cereal kind of stuff and I always have been putting those in the trash part but what can I do then I can take them and put them in a separate bag and then and then you can take those to a number of locations in Mankato uh, and uh, Lake Crystal mm-hmm. uh, and North Mankato uh, to take to recycle so the uh, locations uh, Cub Hy-Vee Kohl's are the three retailers right now that have bins outside of their stores that you can drop your stuff off. The if stretchy, dry, and clean, dry, clean, and stretchy. Clean, dry, and stretchy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Right. And that in- even includes bubble wrap. Yeah. Which you, you think, what can I do yeah, with that? Yeah, and those air pillows that you get. Yeah, those big yeah. air pillows that yeah. are fun to those sit on two. and pop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. After you've had the stress relief of popping them, yes. yeah. you can feel even better by recycling them. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great news because otherwise, uh, you know, I think about what I think such a waste because you get so many things that are packaged mm-hmm. and that stuff you think well that can't go in my bin that I put on the curb right, yeah yeah it can't you know right. it comes down to so if you're in Lake Crystal there's several locations in Lake Crystal as well um, but you'll see there'll be a bin out front that says next tracks recycling um, and it's designated very clearly that that's where you can put plastic bags it is mm-hmm. important that you keep it out of the stream um, what I find important in as I've made the choice in the transition to recycling more of this plastic, it comes down to a daily choice, right? So if you're choosing to compost, if you're choosing to consume less, this is another way that you can choose to take the extra step to recycle this. Uh, we're a family of four, and we generate about one plastic grocery bag a week of plastic that we can recycle. Sure. So how often are we running down to the grocery store? At least once a week. So it doesn't take up a lot of space. It doesn't take a lot of time. And if anyone has any tips on how to train teenagers to do this well, <laughs> I am all ears. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good one. Well, I know your kids are pro- pretty much the same age as mine. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's something to get them in the habit as young people mm-hmm. and train them up. And hopefully they'll continue it mm-hmm. and by setting that example, I think a lot of people could maybe make that big, big difference. So where's where's that list at again? So we do, is it nexttrex.com where we go to find that specific list that you're mentioning now so people know where to look? If so they... there'll be information on Mankato Zero Waste. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can check there for information. Um, we'll have updates there. Uh, and if you are ever traveling and you want to know, Trex does collect plastic in all 50 states. Really? It lists by state which stores are collecting. Uh, and I would, again, recycle.trex.com and howtorecycle.info has a lot of great stuff on what can be recycled and where. And I tell you, what we'll do is we'll put that on our Facebook page, that link. Oh, wonderful. Because it's harder for us to change our website. You know, right. we're, we're Neanderthals. We don't know how to do that. <laughs> and maybe we can put down all the places that are participating now, too. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, that would be wonderful. We'll you do know, an update on our Facebook. Because I think there's people in our listening area that are obviously outside the Mankato and Lake Crystal mm-hmm. area because we cover, you know, all of southern Minnesota and northern Iowa. So if they want to find out, does the nexttrex.com have locations within your state, area, et cetera, mm-hmm. on there? Yep, mm-hmm. recycle.trex.com will list by state. Uh, it's a very user-friendly site, and you'll be able to see what you can recycle and what locations in your state are accepting. Well, that's cool. And I see it makes things like deck products, those those composite uh, other things, for example, like that? or Decks and chairs, uh, benches. Um, is that By the Yard place up on 169? Is that one that uses that? Do you know? By the Yard, uh, if... It's separate, I think. They use recycled milk jugs. So oh, so that's a different... a different yeah. process okay. in making their composite material. I think Menards and Home Depot have, have yeah. trucks. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it, and it's a very big recycler all across the U.S. Yeah, Trex is. Yeah, in most um, and yeah. Good to know. Yeah. This is new information for me, so I'm imagining other listeners are kind of, you know, going, wow, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is interesting. So do you work with places like a Walmart distribution center where they have those big pallets with mm-hmm. wraps and wraps and wraps of all that plastic stuff around it? Okay, I, have, I am looking uh, with some other people working with Walmart, and they already recycle theirs. Oh, they do? Their okay. pallet wrap. Uh, they have, uh, like I say, a lot of places like Cub and Hy-Vee and now Walmart, they have a, a semi designated that they Four. load continually with these plastics. So that's, and Walmart is actually one of the better uh, businesses for recycling in the last uh, 15 years. They have done a remarkable job uh, okay. that other people could duplicate. Um, we'd really love to eventually see somebody like Walmart, Walmart come up with a plastic non-plastic grocery bag, you know what I mean? A compostable one or one that can break down. So they, they have people working on such things. So a little plug. I didn't mean to, but... <laughs> no, no, that's okay. <laughs> Do you, um, you know, a lot of, like a lot of people talk about the totes and, and some people have so many totes and things, but are, is there any type of a plastic bag that's better than another kind to get, for example, that's going to break down quicker that you know of? I mean, you said they're working on things. Is there any that are better than others? Well, well we buy the compostable bags. Yeah, compostable oh. breaks down. Yeah, they have okay. small ones, like three-gallon size, sure. about... And that would, yeah, that's about... Mm-hmm. For your garbage bags or whatever, if you yeah, use that for, sort of... Yeah, it would be great for produce, oh, like okay. in the grocery market, oh, sure. in the grocery store. You know, okay. uh, you could use those instead of the plastic bags that are supplied. And then they have a larger size that is more like 30-gallon, and they can. They're thinner, so they're going to break down more, but it's something you can do. And there are some stores that are using those now instead of plastic. Trader Joe's made mm-hmm. a big press release that they're using grocery bags and produce that are compostable. I'm going to have to check. My husband was just there this past weekend when he went up to the cities. I'll have mm-hmm. to look at those and see mm-hmm. how those I, compare. I'm, I'm curious, mm-hmm. too. I got some samples from the company Crown Poly. So oh. I'm going to try to try to push some places here to do that as well. Well, you ladies are doing uh, amazing things. As, uh, as individuals, what, what are some basic things you'd recommend that we, any listener that wants to do better, can do? I, I want to put in a plug right away before I forget. Um, to reduce our use of plastic, mm-hmm. there are things you can do. Um, we have a plastic pledge you can sign, and I could do a whole program on plastic and the problems with plastic and how we should do that sometime. It's yeah. it's really causing serious issues in our environment that mm-hmm. could lead us to go over the tipping point of greenhouse gas emissions. Mm-hmm. So where's that pledge again that you can sign? Uh, it's on Mankato Zero Waste. Okay. Dot, dot Com and um, blueearthproject.org. I'm glad you brought that up. Somebody just sent me a, a note a little bit ago about it was talk about the Blue Earth Project, and I was trying to get someone to talk on that, and they weren't able to do it this week. But it's a, a group that advocates for ecological resilience. And now, are you part of that group? Mm-hmm. Oh, you are. Okay, so tell me about the Blue Earth Project then, just a little bit. <laughs> just their, their main uh, thrust and mission is to try to clean up the rivers and the water system. So they have water cleanups uh, usually once a year. A lot of neighborhood cleanups where we go around and pick up plastic, trying to get plastic out of our environment. I'm glad you said that because this person says that they are they are having a, a cleanup this Saturday. Yes. And could you tell me where that is and what people need to do if they want to be a part of that? Because this person said, look up the Blue Earth Project. It's a local group that advocates ecological resilience, have good info, and are having a cleanup again this Saturday. And right. I was going to bring that up just now. Oh, wonderful. It's, at, it's at noon this Saturday, and you will have to go to the Facebook to get the 
GPS location because it's a county road. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so the Blue Earth, let's see. Go to the Facebook and... I, I'm probably going to get lost on the way, but oh. <laughs> but they do have okay. So if I get Blue Earth Project, because I want to make sure people, because one of the, our listeners is actually going to do that this this weekend. She said oh, so. Great. Yeah, so that's great and, to know. And uh, we'd like input from um, people in the community as to where they think the best uh, neighborhood cleanups would be. Okay. And I plan to uh, contact the neighborhood associations and ask them if they are interested in doing their own for their neighborhoods. So, so anybody who's interested, please let me know. And would they do that through Mankato Zero Waste? Uh, they could do that or they could just call me or email me. Jane, how do, how Jane, do they get a hold of Jane Dow? JaneDow47 at gmail.com. At gmail.com. That's D-O-W. Okay. Very good. Otherwise, like you said, if you want more information about the the MankatoZeroWaste.com. I'm sure there's contact information in general that they could figure out a way to get to you. Mm -hmm. But another really important thing that people need to do to try to stop the production of throwaway plastic, which is our biggest environmental issue right now, about 40% of the plastic that's produced is um, throwaway and packaging. And it ends up in our water, our air, um, our soil. We're eating it. We're killing animals. We're destroying the planet, basically, and it's a very serious issue right now. And so we have to stop that production. So there's a bill that I, a Senator Jeff Merkley and a representative, um, uh, I can't remember his name, Lowell Thorns, Thorinwall. I have to look it up. It's okay. Oh, it's Alan, Alan, Alan Lowenthal. Okay. His representative, they have a, a federal bill called Break Free from Plastic right now, and they want everybody to support that bill and to write their legislators to tell them to please support that bill because it'll put a stop to um, the new plants that they're trying to build to produce more of this throwaway plastic, mm -hmm. and it'll get a system going for recycling it um, and finding alternatives to it and to put a deposit on things that we can recycle, like bottles and cans, so that they're more, more easily recycled. And there is a sign-up for that. Um, on our Facebook page, there is a refer referral to uh, the pledge or the being uh, sign-up to support the bill. All right, and that is something we can all do. You know, like they said, you can do things individually, but as a group and toward more systemic change, that's a really important piece. So thank you for bringing that up. I really appreciate that. That's probably the most important thing we can do right now. Okay. Well, that's very good. Any final words? We're, we're over time, but that's okay because you guys have such great info. I don't mind. <laughs> Molly? I could add one last thing about the plastic recycling. Mm -hmm. If you are thinking this is something that you want to do or think would be something that your employer might easily be able to do where you're seeing a lot of clean, dry, and stretchy plastic wasted, uh, you can either check us out on our social media or go right to recycle.trex.com and there's information there that you can get started. Posters you can print off, you can start your collection, and then you can drop it off easily at Cub, Hy-Vee, or Kohl's when it's convenient for you. It's the same program. The more that's twofold, right? We, we stop consuming and using as much and we recycle more. This is an easy thing that uh, you can do and take it as far as you want to. Wow, this has been great. You guys are, are just have so many wonderful ideas and suggestions. I hope people will follow up on this for uh, not just Earth Week. We're just bringing awareness during Earth Week, but mm -hmm. it's an important thing all year round. And, and I really hope that if you have any questions, if you want more information, go to MankatoZeroWaste.com and find out anything you can, whether it's the plastics or any 
food recycling, any piece of that, it all makes a big mm-hmm. difference. I have a list if you could want to put it on your. Can oh, you put it on your. Yeah. Of places to contact for pl- more information about a group that you can join to break free from plastic. Oh, this is wonderful. I can keep this to, to use in our websites. Mm-hmm. And That's awesome. Thank you so much. And you might also look for um, receptacles, bins that the city it, has put around into different parks and uh, sports venues that will are specifically, I think, more aimed at the bottles. And so there's a big effort that way to because that's such a huge, huge um, amount of plastic that's out there, the plastic bottles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I, I see them floating all uh, over. Yeah. They've flown and over. that's a city effort. And I know the school district wants to go that direction, too, to try and uh, have spots for people to leave them rather than just on the ground. Wonderful. Thank so. you so much, ladies. I, I really appreciate your time and your effort to come in today. And, and I hope it makes a difference for just a few people get involved and mm-hmm. express from there. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Karen. It always does help. Yes, thank you very much. All right, lovely, lovely visit with these guys, these ladies just doing some amazing work. We appreciate it so much. Um, we'll uh, get back to some other programming right now. And uh, don't forget, go to MankatoZeroWaste.com, find out more information. Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.